This is the Cato Daily Podcast for Thursday, October 28, 2021. I'm Caleb Brown. For many varieties of emerging tech, states should play a larger role than the feds in setting the rules. So what defines technologies where states should have the primary role? Logan Colas with the Buckeye Institute gives his take. Detail for me what you see as the state versus federal role in attempting to grapple with and make widely available without undue regulation, emerging technologies. Yeah, well, first, I'd say that states are very valuable in this because they breed competition, right? So this is where you run into your talk about laboratories of democracy, where you have different states, instead of having one jurisdiction being the United States testing on all these emerging technologies, you have 50 different states competing to decide what works best for their state. Uh, We've seen in Ohio that Uh, There's a lot of things that we're trying to lead the way on. One thing that's very important is to talk about broadband and why it's important that broadband's left to the state because, or if it's going, if Washington's going to be involved, that they're just funneling money to states so states can make the decisions that are best for them because broadband is heavily dependent on terrain. It's heavily dependent on uh, whether you're able to lay cables, your costs. So it's very important to try and give the states the most power because they actually know what they're trying to do to connect people. So what are some of the other high-profile or even low-profile technologies that uh, you imagine uh, ought to uh, have the federal government just keep its hands off as much as possible? Well, I think the one that comes to mind immediately is drones, right? So um, really, the best thing that you can do at the state level is try and apply already existing laws to uh, drone regulation. So for example, like peeping Tom laws, people have a right to their privacy. So the idea is instead of creating new laws for drones, applying laws that already exist, so you don't create a a proliferation of a legal regime, uh, start having all these torts and case laws. Uh, Another big one is being able to fly over local roads, like extending that so uh, people can use their drones to fly over local roads, but while still protecting this fine line between privacy, but also commercial drone use, because drone use has an ability to have a really large impact. What are some others? Uh, There's plenty. Um, Another one is telehealth. So what we've seen in Ohio is that... uh, Number one, we want to start making these reforms that were that happened during COVID permanent, and we want to extend it across state lines. So that's one of the big ones. There's a tendency to try and say, hey, Ohio has the best doctors or that our state has the best whatever is this. But really, when you're talking about what's the best, you really want to empower your consumers, Ohioans, you know, or if you're in Kentucky, Kentuckians, to determine what the best service for them is. Uh, and if we don't know what that is, oftentimes uh, we should be looking for ways that we can liberalize these regulatory uh, regulatory reform. So these things can just emerge out of an order of, you know, consumer demand or whatever that may be. Self-driving cars. Yeah. Autonomous vehicles are fun. Thread that needle. Well, autonomous vehicles are fun. Um, autonomous vehicles can be difficult because, uh, like in Pennsylvania, they've basically, it's very hard to create regulations around, around autonomous vehicles because there's a lot that we don't know already. So basically what Pennsylvania did is they created industry standards in a culture known as soft law, where basically instead of the federal, instead of the state government stepping in and saying, hey, these are the exact things that you have to do, this is how we're going to re- uh, regulate uh, autonomous vehicles. We're going to say, hey, well, these are the best practices for the industry. This is what you should be following. This is what we suggest. It will help you coordinate. We're not going to put our thumb on the scale, but we're going to try and help guide you to help coordinate some of your some of your business decisions. Okay, so with with respect to like dealing with roads, and mm-hmm. the, the feds love to tell us how to arrange and uh, run our roads. 
Yeah. I mean, one of them is actually being able to have internet access, right? So then you like circle back to your broadband question. So that's very important. So what's the best way to uh, actually liberalize that? And are, are there rules that would, that have proliferated that we don't even know existed? We should definitely have a, a, a regulatory sandbox for electric and autonomous vehicles. One thing that actually made like auto, auto was affiliated with Uber. One thing that made them come to Ohio, we thought that a lot of people talked about the, uh, Ohio corridor, basically, which is on US 33, as a reason that uh, auto came to Ohio. But really, the their company has come out and said, well, we actually went to Ohio because of their natural compar- comparative advantages. We like the fact that they have all four seasons. We like the ability that we can test our cars in all four of these seasons and see if they work. So that's important. Being able to have internet access to these places is important. You know, it's revolutionizing technology. So it's just important to liberalize these rules the best that we can. What does it mean for the feds and states to harmonize regulation? Yeah, I, I think the best way to actually think about that is, so one thing I want to make this clear, we're not talking about compacts. We're not talking about laws that like apply in Ohio and then also apply in Indiana. We're talking about independently trying to streamline these rules. So a company that, say, has a manufacturing plant in Ohio and has... I don't know, some of their information headquarters in, say, North Carolina, that these rules are harmonized the best so they don't have to spend all this time and this effort and this money cost and time cost trying to comply with all these rules and regulations. So um, I'd, I'd say that's one of the biggest things, but actually trying to harmonize these rules is about trying to lower complexity for business, right? And so one of the ways we see that is in Ohio's data privacy. So Ohio um, basically came out and said, that they're going to implement these rules that say consumers have a right to their data. It means that they can basically petition these companies and say, you have to take these down. Well, Ohio did, if, if it's something that you decide that you want to do, I think Ohio did a lot of it well. So for example, they said, okay, well, if these companies comply with NIST standards and IST standards, that we're going to give them safe harbor. We're also going to give them a grace period if something happens. Uh, what I think we should be doing is we should be investing this power in attorneys general, uh, but it has to be narrowly ta- tailored. So you don't want to give large amounts of discretion in enforcing these laws to the attorneys general, but you do want to give them the ability to actually make sure that these laws are enforced, right? So what we should be doing is there's these large compliance costs when it comes to data privacy. So if this is some if, big if, this is something that we decide that we need. Uh, the best thing that we could be doing is working across state lines to try and make sure that other states have similar rules. So you don't have one state that where you're allowed to sue these companies and you have another state where you're saying, oh, well, this power is vested in the attorneys general. That's very hard for companies to be able to keep track of and keep in order. Logan Colas is an economic policy analyst at the Buckeye Institute. We spoke last month. Subscribe to and rate the Cato Daily Podcast pretty much anywhere and follow us on Twitter at Cato Podcast.